What's good? This is Elton Anderson Jr., a.k.a. Detroit Chopra. And I'm not even going to front on y'all today. Like, this is a dream guest. This is, like, the perfect time. This is Taurus season. So I got big Taurus up in this place. I love me some Taurus. We're going to get into the Zodiac. We're going to get into wellness. We're going to get into friendship. And we're just going to get in the Fran. What's up? Yes. So without further ado, Miss <laughs> Hey Friend, Hey herself. What's up? Hi, Elton. Thank you for having me. This is so like I've I first met you in New Orleans. I don't know if you remember that. I it was like at like a restaurant. My hand. Yes, and I was there with Shameless Miles, who's a good friend of the both of us, and I had already known your work. And so it was like really cool to be able to meet you in person. And Maya adores you, always talks you up and how she just like loves you. So it's nice (laughs) when your friends love someone and then you get to actually meet them in person. So it's nice that we get to like build on top of that. So I'm excited to be here. Yes, it's the cosign. And I mean, (laughs) the same for me. I, I think one of my good friends, he knew you and as well as you, I think, you know, Dustin, you, you know, you're familiar with Dustin. (laughs) I, I might know him. <laughs> I might know a little bit about him. Yeah, and so yeah. Dustin is the homie. So it's just like all these signs. But I got to say this, though. You have, tell me if I'm wrong, you have a very familiar energy. Like when people meet you, I know they feel like they know you their whole life. Right? I mean, I can say that there's a warmth that I think people feel and like a safety, which is really nice. Because sometimes um, people who've been following my work online will forget that, like, I might not know them, you know, (laughs) and so they come up to me and they'll be like, friend, and I'm just like, yeah, 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 feel me. (laughs) (laughs) There's a one sided thing as of right now. And they forget because they feel so close. And but I love that. I love that. That's the, the energy I give off. I think that's super cool. Yeah, no, I know. I like, I, I can tell you go through that. And it's just like, you got this humbleness and <laughs> grace about you that, you know, Thank it don't you. get too awkward, but you know, people got to have boundaries. So I totally. I've, I've had to learn those over the years because <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm such a love bug and sometimes I will overextend. Like if you're having a bad day, you know, you're allowed to have a bad day. And I remember one day I was on the street. I don't even remember what was going on, but I was just having an off day. I think I'd gotten bad news. Someone had passed or something and I was crying. And these girls saw me and they were like, no, <laughs> I can't be crying on the street. <laughs> they like ran to me. And there was the element of me that was like, hey, like, I don't actually know you, you know, like, right. let me let me cry. It's okay. <laughs> Yo, so, that's, know, it's just, it does get blurred it does get blurred but I know everyone means well so that's why I never take it to heart <laughs> yo that is so much love and it's like even in New York because you're in New York right yeah it's born and raised yeah you born and raised New Yorker like what so what's what's your background what are you what are you given mm-hmm. in theology space <laughs> what's your ancestry well yeah so I was born and raised in Harlem Uh, my mom is Dominican Mm. and my father is Puerto Rican and Haitian so I'm giving you Hispaniola Caribbean vibes here and you're giving me (laughs) like a little bit of griot with the Haitian little sock passe yes okay you know and you know to be honest like my grandfather who was the Haitian 
element of our family, he just never really allowed us to know about the culture, which I really feel wow. like I missed out, you know, because I've had to pick up and learn things on my own as an adult. But he kind of kept that very separate from us. I don't know if it was like a battle between, you know, Dominicans and Haitian have Haitians yeah. have like a lot of Ooh. resistance. And so, yeah, I don't know if that was his way of just like, to keep in the household easeful or something but i just wish i wish that he had spoken the languages to us you know and like it, it like might let be us like a participate lot of, a lot of trauma there right i'm guessing yeah because even the way him and my grandmother met they met in the farms you know working mm-hmm. the fields uh, my grandmother was from puerto rico but her mother had moved for work because they just mm-hmm. had better opportunities in dr And then him and his family moved from Haiti to the other side of the island to DR to find work. And that's how they met on the fields, you know, as as teenagers. Yeah. (laughs) And so I wonder if that was his coping mechanism. I'm not entirely sure, but we missed out, which is kind of unfortunate because I meet Haitian people now and I'm just like, ah, and I went to Haiti for my birthday and I loved it. Like I felt so at home. It was like, why don't more people like explore Haiti and post it especially the travel bloggers I, I felt like I had never even seen people posting about nobody Haiti, to be posted, like I went in 2016 and even to this day I had the best lobster I ever had in Haiti <laughs> come on the food yeah. is so good and when I was po- you know it's funny when I posted pictures of me being I think I went for my 35th birthday by myself and yes. um met so many awesome people which is why I love traveling alone because I feel like you're on your own schedule if you want to meet people and go with them places and hey you're open to it and it's easier when you're by yourself so I was like yeah I'm going by myself I'm not tripping and literally everyone when I was posting the pictures was like why would you go to Haiti (laughs) that's the biggest question I kept getting yeah like they were like of all places in the world this is where you choose to to spend your birthday i'm like yeah and it was amazing i had a blast (laughs) Beautiful. i get that on my side because my mom she's from liberia west africa and okay growing up when i tell you i was every african booty scratcher that has ever existed i already know you already know know. i was all (laughs) and you know, it made know. it brought so much shame on me to even. I remember I was. It was when I was younger. Like when my mom would speak, I'd be like, "Oh no, I know they're gonna tease me because she has this accent." Right. Oh. Mom, did your same, mom wear shoes? Same. Did she chase monkeys? So I mean, oh I'm my glad god, that this new renaissance of people are finally starting to get it. Yeah, it's very different now. It's very different. I feel, and you know, I can only speak from what I'm observing. Obviously, we're not kids in school now, so we don't fully know. But it just seems like there's been more reverence, you know, more understanding of the diaspora. I think like these younger kids are way smarter than us, way more informed <laughs> opinions, like more educated opinions. <laughs> so. They, they kind of move before. a little different. Yeah, I think they move different, which is nice. I'm happy for these. What do they call them? The, the, Gen, the Gen Zs? Zs? I don't know what they call them. Yeah, they, the Gen Zs. I don't know. Yeah. You born after 2003. I don't even know what to I, <laughs> you call me, sir. But no, I love how you I love how you go solo traveling. I want to touch on that for a second because yes. um, I love me some traveling. I used to host a travel show as well. Um, you're inspiring like I live on your Instagram (laughs) uh -uh, madam you the one that I am inspired by but 
what did what did what does solo travel do for you? Like, when did you start solo traveling? Because, you know, you're a woman and, you know, there's so many mm-hmm. myths and fears primarily about. Oh, for sure. Solo traveling. Like, when did you get into that? So I, I think I caught the bug when I was in college. I, my junior year of college, I moved to Brazil. You know, you can do the study abroad programs. Wow. And so I left for the whole year. My entire junior year, I was in Brazil. And it was life-changing to be, I mean, how old was I? 19, 20, maybe 2019. And living in another country, I was going to their university because that's the trade, obviously. So I was at, mm-hmm. it's called UFBA um, in Bahia. They're like main Bahia university. Bahia is so yeah. I, I just got, I spent February and Imagine there. going to college. Imagine going to college in Bahia, like, this is next what? level experience. I'm in school with the students. They didn't treat me different. It wasn't like, oh, like they were giving me homework. Like, hey, you're in school here. You better figure it out. And so I had to have a side tutor to make sure my like Portuguese was Portuguese. proper and wow. helping me write and teach. I mean, it was not easy. It was actually pretty rigorous and challenging because I'm coming into a new country, new language and studying with their students. But I loved it. And after that, like I obviously I traveled around a bit in Brazil because you I went to see Rio, which mm-hmm. is like a 36 hour bus ride. Come on, bus. <laughs> <It was> <laughs> yeah, the bus. You know, I was a broke college kid. <laughs> I packed my, my stuff in my bag. 36 and was like, hour oh, bus. 36 hours. <laughs> there was chickens on it. The bus driver had us watching Glitter by Mariah Carey when that movie had just dropped. Oh, that's a little torture, friend. <laughs> It was so funny. I was like, oh, this is my life. Like, only this would only happen to me. And so that really set the tone for me. Like, I was like, man, the opportunity to travel and explore and learn languages, like, I just got hooked. And 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 I was not scared. You know, there were scary elements being a woman, of course, the street harassment. I got robbed, like, twice. I mean, there are things yeah. you deal with, but it, it didn't trump the trip in any way. I was so like, and after that, you couldn't stop me from traveling. And, and to you from New York. So it's kind of like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you from New York, I'm from Detroit. It's like, come on, I've seen Skillier. <laughs> Listen, he's in a bodega, so I about to sit here and be bothered. If we could survive where we came from, yes. like we're good anywhere on any yes. block, literally. So I felt fine, and even the kids, like you know, there was one kid trying to rob me one day, and I was and I, I like talked to him because I saw in his face he didn't really want to do it, you know, and because mm. he saw he was like, She's a black girl, he just knew that I was American, so he was like, Oh, you know, she's gonna have something. And I told him, like, you know, you could have asked me, like, we're, we're homies, you know, I, yeah. you think of America as like, we're all coming in, but I'm from the hood too, like, <laughs> and we had a whole conversation and he just was like, I didn't know y'all had hoods, you know, he had no idea. And I was talking to him about, cause I, the funny thing is I grew up in the projects, right? Really? So even though I was in Brazil for the year, I was going back home to the projects. Mm-hmm. to the favela to the favela like we like our we, version of it you know what i'm saying like our and so it was important for me to have that combo with him because he was really blown by that and he did not know that we had hoods i was trying to explain to him like you said i live in our version of the favela like 
and and I told him there's piss and chicken bones like and he was just like what and we ended up having a life-changing you just like, and every time I saw him after that he gave me that look like you're good like don't worry ain't nobody gonna touch you I, I love this friend you are so down to earth like that is the best description I could say about you and you know who you kind of look like have you ever heard you look like Zazie Zazie Beats I get Zazie, I get Goapale, I get um, Amel LaRue, I get, uh, there's a woman, um, she was in an African show on Netflix, Queen, of Son- Queen Sonos. I oh yeah, know, I didn't watch um, that, but. Pearl, Pearl Ducey, she's, and everyone, I mean, I have like a tribe of people that people say I look like. Yes. But I can kind of see it. I get, I get, <laughs> I get Zazie beats a lot, but. No, I love how down to earth you are. And because you're an earth sign, because you're a tourist, what do you think is the most tourist thing about you? What's the most tourist shit you, that you do? Um, Probably how serious I take my rest. <laughs> you know, like I, as hard as I work, I also make sure that my rest is very boundary. Like, I I'm a workhorse in a lot of ways but I also am like if I need to take a nap it's gonna trump everything else on my schedule (laughs) like if I need to take if I feel (laughs) off like my you know equilibrium you know some days you wake up and you're like "Eh," I will go back to sleep like I do not play I take I sleep for 10 hours a night and people are always like how is that possible yeah I'll be in bed by 10 if possible, obviously not every night because sometimes your work might make the, the day longer. But for the most part, I'm in bed by 10. That's that, like I'm going to bed. I'm so <laughs> jealous of that. I'll get into that later. <laughs> I, I can't even deal with it, but I'm so jealous of that. Mm-hmm. And is that a big part of your wellness? Because when I think of, hey, friend, hey, I, I think of that brand. Like That's a beautiful brand. It's, so, yes. it's like, hey, girl, like Thank it's very, you. hey, girl. <laughs> That's uh, exactly why I named it that. Yeah. Uh, that's y'all need to, this is peak branding. Like just in that name, you understand, <laughs> like, welcome, pull up a chair, grab some tea. When how did how did you greeting. get into this, yeah. this wellness space? How did you get into like what did it mean for you? And have you been into like all this? I don't know, crystals and chakras from when you were all five? this woo-woo. <laughs> what's your what's your life about? Um, Right. No, honestly, it was definitely not something that was always a part of my life. When I was in my early 20s, actually, when I had come back from Brazil. So, you know, it was kind of hard (laughs) adjusting to being back in the projects in Harlem. You know, I was like, dang, man, I, I just came back from a dream of a year. And I started getting really sick, too, which was strange. Like my body, I was losing my hair. Um, getting really thin and I wasn't entirely sure what was going on I started getting these infections in my kidney I mean it was just like my body started deteriorating mind you I'm in my early 20s so it's like what's going on Um, when I went to the hospital they couldn't figure out what it was and I was just sick as a dog I started building stones in my kidney because of it Um, and it was like no one was helping me and so mm. I literally, this is when Tumblr was a thing. Remember, I don't know if you I remember love, if you oh, got into Tumblr. Tumblr was like the site, okay? I love Tumblr. It <laughs> Around was, like had... 2010, 11, yes. that's when it was like at its peak. And we were on there all 
it day. Was so, and that's I how my career started. Wait. Everyone posting their images and, and having conversation and building community. And it was just such a fun place. And that's where I started. I just literally started like documenting my health like I was like yeah I'm going through this thing I can't figure it out and then other people were like me too and so we were like well let's be resources for each other and people would give me advice and I would try stuff and I would give other people advice and then it turned into like a community of of like Mm -hmm. wellness resources and then I was like this is pretty cool before you knew it my tumblr had like hundreds of thousands of followers of people who didn't have access to healthcare. And I made it very clear, I'm not a doctor. This is a community, like you're, you know, you're liable for whatever you try. I'm just here to be like the the conduit, you know, or hold the Mm -hmm. container, like that's it. And, And it just turned into this thing. And then I started actually like learning so much about the human body and the holistic approach to life. Like how is my mental health? you know, the people around me, my diet, my fitness, and I became so obsessed with it because I started feeling better. And I realized, you know, I just hadn't been present. I hadn't been like present. I had kind of been on autopilot. You're in college, you go to work, you go party, you go home to sleep. And there was just like not much more going on internally. Mm -hmm. It was almost like I woke up, if that makes sense. Like the illness kind of like woke me up. Makes (laughs) Suddenly I was sense. looking around like I exist. <laughs> like, it was just like life just opened up. And then I started talking about these feelings and changes and this shift in my life online. And people were just like, yo, I'm going through this too. Is it like a consciousness, like a crack in my consciousness? From that, I took it to YouTube. From that, YouTube did extremely well. I took it to podcasting. From podcasting, we started, I started touring with the show with my wellness practitioners who are well-versed in these worlds and I kind of could pull them in. And we toured for years with all these black practitioners. I was just giving them my platform, like do what you do. I was just blessed to have the money to be able to put them on. And that's just been hey for hey ever since. Like totally off of an illness, which is crazy to think about. That, Mm -hmm. I'm getting a little goosebumpy because that just really, Nah, cause like, Fran, like when you talk about that awakening, when you talk about that cracked open consciousness. That crack open. When I tell you like <laughs> my story, cause I was never on none of this stuff in 2019. Like wellness, mm. I was like, what is these people, what are these people talking about? Like, what are y'all even <laughs> talking about? I was like, shut up, pass me a blunt. And so <laughs> when, <laughs> When <laughs> when my awakening started happening, it came out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted to give everything away. I was at the Listen. height of my career as a photographer and a host. And I just wanted to just release myself from everything. And I was like, what is going on? And- From all those identities. Can we talk about it? Because we'll get there <laughs> because yes. And it was like, it felt like a death. And I got to the point where I ended up getting malaria. Like, so like my my awakening started, yeah, my awakening started April. We filmed our last Mm. episode in Ghana. And after Ghana, I said, I'm leaving America and I'm gonna go to Brazil. And in Brazil, my first eight days, 
the malaria that I had got in Ghana manifested. I was Oh my goodness. Yeah, I was like dead. And I was like, I was already starting my awakening. Why are you trying to kill me, universe? Like Right. Like, How much deeper we gonna go? <laughs> like I already I already listened to what you told me to do. So but it, I'm telling you. It was this point where it was like, no, you have to like die. And it wasn't, I didn't physically die, thank God, but it was a point where that Elton had to die. That version, yeah. He was done. Yeah. He was done. He was like, yep. I did all you could do. I gave you- I got you here. Yeah. I, I got, got you all that stuff you thought you wanted. Right. You thought you wanted. And you need to do some more fulfilling. So I love your story because I didn't know that's exactly how it started. That yeah, because you know, with like spirituality powerful. and wellness, people, all of my practitioner friends and people who are like heavy in that world, they all had a consciousness crack in some, like either it was an illness or um, some type of grief that was so mm -hmm. catalyzing that it just like changed their being, like every fiber of their being. And it's always something like you said, where it's like, you literally die because it's so heavy and, yeah. and intense. And, you know, when I was sick, not knowing what was going on, feeling so powerless and like having to surrender to, mm. to the experience of it, you know, because it was like, I, no one could help me. People, authority, the authorities that I was looking to, that they're supposed to fix everything. They didn't even have the answers. And that was really scary for me. And I was on heavy medications. I mean, they had me on morphine for the pain. They had me yeah. on uh, Vicodin and Percocet, okay, which people on, get lit off of. So, you know, I was my year. I was just like, in that the sound house. like <laughs> a future. That sound like a future mixtape. <laughs> my boy, wait, no, friend. My whole house just floating. No way, friend. My homeboy said future make uh, emo music for toxic niggas. And I was like, that is exactly. <laughs> exactly the people i personally know that love him fit the trait very well <laughs> emo toxic ass niggas is he is their king but it is <laughs> but you know it was like it was so bad and even though i remember this doctor he wouldn't look me in my face and he was like you just need surgery you need we need to put a catheter in you and i looked at him like and I said, in your 20s in my early 20s, he was just suggesting a catheter. And I said to him, but you don't even know it's wrong. So why is that your go-to? And he was like, well, I just feel that that will help. And I was just like, I remember panicking because I thought this is going to change the trajectory of my life if I have this in me at the age of like 20. <laughs> like, mm. And I remember I told my mom, I'm not having that surgery. And my mom, this is actually really important for me because I think it was the first time that I realized my own power like over myself because you look yeah. to authority you know your parents a doctor you're mm -hmm. gonna listen um and I remember telling her I'm not doing it and she was like what she was like ain't nobody asked you permission like <laughs> if the doctor said it it's what it is and I was like no I'm not sorry mm -hmm. I was like I'm yeah. gonna get a juicer and she looked at me like I was nuts <laughs> like, and I got a juicer and said <laughs> yeah like she was like I don't have time for this you know and I, I got a juicer and started juicing <laughs> I was running Central Park um six miles you know Central Park is six miles around yeah. I started building my strength up to be able to run the whole park and it became an obsession like I, I'm gonna be able to run this whole park 
and I and I made that my wellness plan you know like I was like this is gonna be what I do I'm not getting catheter like I'm changing my diet I'm gonna start running and listen this is where hey friend hey it was like the rebirth of that version of me Mm. got me that far and then hey friend hey this like higher self persona like pulled me out of that you know and and helped me in a lot of ways and so it's someone I created but I needed that I needed that creation to actually get me to the next level of my life Fran get off my podcast because I'm not playing with you (laughs) that is literally why do you think this is called Detroit Chopra that is the exact it is it is like my Sasha Fierce like Beyonce needed to create and Sasha. And you needed Sasha to be like, come here. Like we're, we're moving on, you know? No, you play too <laughs> much in my face. Cause that is exactly <laughs> it. I love that. And so with that, with having this, I just found out this term and I, and I saw you talk about it a lot and I love the idea of it. It's called a, a heart centered business. Yes. I, I love yes. that. I love it. Like, I just like, yes. it, it feel like you laying on a bosom, like just come on, it's a bosom. <laughs> come on. That's what I that's what I wanted to feel like. <laughs> come on, lay on these mammy titties. Yes. And and <laughs> I love I love that idea. Um, this is the funny thing though, because think about it like this. So I have a friend, she's a uh she's a tourist too, and she's a uh hey. she's a tarot reader, she's powerful, she's dope, and she was telling me all about our signs. So I'm a Pisces. And she oh, was saying- I love Pisces. Yes. She said that we are like the- We're the like, like soulmates. Soulmates. <laughs> like Pisces and Taurus are literally soulmates. And she said, the funny part is that Taurus is a masculine sign and Pisces yes. is a feminine sign. And I'm a guy and you're a girl, but we're like, repre- like we're both in our we masculine represent, our feminine. Yeah. Yeah, the and, spectrum, which is what I love. And and so she was like, yeah, because you're an earthy earth and I'm a watery water. And it just like flows. And I think that that dynamic is, I see so much. That's why I'm so excited about this because you're there for so many women. And yes. now I'm like, fuck, I got to be that for so many men too. Right, right. And yeah. It's... And when I was doing my tours, that was the biggest question I've got. Like men would feel left out, you know, and they'd be like, well, where's the man version of you that could like create tours for us? And I'm like, I wish I could tell you, you know, like some one of y'all need to step up. That's And that's (laughs) what, but that's what, that is what was like, this whole experience has been like, because I, I, I always talk about with manifestation, right? And Mm -hmm. the real the real idea around manifestation is that someone is manifesting you. So mm. all the people that needed you to be, hey, friend, hey, in a way they needed you to go through that pain to be able to right. open up your, crack your heart open to be open there for so many people. For the collective. And yeah. now I'm going through the same damn thing. I was like, oh shit, I needed to be cracked open to be there. So I just wanted to give you that message because it's like, it just... Uh, it just it. it means so much to see like my 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 twin in this in a in a sense. <laughs> I, and it gives me like a, a a template of like okay let me keep yeah like a tra- a possible trajectory yeah which is really mm-hmm. and and it wasn't it had you know obviously 
it's challenging because the people around you are just like, what is going on? You know, like everyone was like, oh, Fran is on this shit now. <laughs> so it was not everyone was very welcoming of the new version of Fran, you know, and the yeah. version that that I had stepped into was very foreign for yeah. especially, you know, my my family. They're just kind of like, oh, this is white people shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is white is the whitest people shit. And, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is, um, I think that was the other hardest part. Like after you lose yourself, it is losing friends. And I want to talk to you about like friendship because Mm -hmm. I I literally lost, um, my four closest friends during this time. That was probably worse than malaria. And I know you you host, uh, the friend zone. Yes. (laughs) So you're all about (laughs) friendships. And then even Maya, like, I just love your friendship with each other. I met you. That's my whole heart. Yeah. I I met you two together, (laughs) and she's a Taurus too, which is insane. What is like? What do you think, honestly? Like with the friendship thing, like how important is that in terms of wellness and self care, and like what kind of friends? should everybody have and what kind of friends should everybody like ignore like keep them bitches out your life right like (laughs) cut them off Uh, I mean honestly I've noticed the deeper I've gotten into like my spiritual practices and what wellness actually is not like Mm -hmm. the consumer wellness that we've built businesses around like here buy this this is how you (laughs) fix this but the real wellness like auditing yourself and being like how do I feel what do I need and I've noticed that like I need community and Mm -hmm. for a long time I didn't think I did I've been a a lone wolf and was cool with that like oh I move how I move you know if I need to get something done it's gonna get done I have to do it like just that mentality of just being like an alpha just at like, like bulldozing through everything you know and now I'm like softening up as a person. I'm getting older and I'm realizing how much I actually need people. And mm. that's okay to need people. Like I don't need to go through life by myself. And I, it's been so fruitful the times that I have collaborated. Like Miriam Hosnea. Oh, yes. That's one of my best friends, you know? And, wow. and me and her have been friends before all this internet stuff. And mm. she was just this beautiful fairy of a person who just had all these concepts and theories and was not really messing with the internet like that and then I was like would you go on tour with me and she was like what no (laughs) (laughs) you know she was like I was for what like she didn't need that and I was like okay and I was like well I want to plant the seed if you're ever interested in turning the practitioner work and kind of anchoring it down into earth (laughs) with people let me know. And she was like, I'll think about it, you know, came back around and was like, you know what, let's do it. Like, I'm, I'm curious oh to see what this will open up. And now she's a monstrosity she <laughs> of a brand a online yeah, because that's what she, she just that powerful. And, but I, I wouldn't have been able to do the tour without her, you know, yeah. like it just wouldn't have been possible. And, and my other friend, Jara, who, is was like the the shaker and the mover of the group you know and so it was like all of the working parts and even with the friend zone like you know I bring the foundation but Dustin without him it wouldn't work like it just wouldn't work he's the comedic relief he's the one that lightens the room up 
as I anchor down heavier theories, like we work well. And I think that's what I'm learning. Like everything I've done that has been fruitful has been in collaboration with people I love. And just knowing like not being afraid to ask for help, not being afraid to like not try to do everything myself. So friendships and community have been a big part of my wellness, I'd say in the past couple of years for sure. So for me, in your question of what should you look for, it's just like a, it's just a a sweetness. I can't explain it. It's like, like we really love each other and I feel seen, I feel safe. Um, supported you know I know everyone especially with COVID is going through a lot so those that reciprocity and support is going to waver based on what people are going through and like us all knowing that like nothing on a foundational uh, foundational level has shifted like we love each other but everyone also gives each other space to be in whatever iteration or whatever that looks like and, and and doesn't miss a beat when you guys come back around each other and to me that's what like it feels like it feels flexible it feels yeah. watery it feels soft and loving but also spacious and just all those things if that makes sense <laughs> no it makes no it makes so much sense it's so beautiful and having lost four closest friends in such Man, a that's tough it was that shit was traumatic like i i did a yeah. whole video i did not a video i did a whole podcast about it called forgiveness is not enough and Mm. what I had the the ultimate point I got to is that I had to go beyond forgiveness I had to go to gratitude and I had to thank them Mm. for releasing me because now it created it helped me create Detroit Chopra and helped me find myself and I I love and I and the new friends I have now because I have deep like I've only been in Bali like a year and the deepness of these friendships it blows my mind right. I'm like I got white friends now I ain't never had no white friends I got Korean friends <laughs> I got friends from Ukraine I'm like what the hell who is this and it's it's just been so beautiful because I look at friendship and I see you look at friendship in kind of like the same way like you have friends that like push you which is great like oh they push you to be your yeah. best but what I love even more is a friend that pulls you. Like you pulled mm-hmm. your friends onto that stage with you. You pulled your friends onto the yes. you because you knew- We're an ecosystem. That, that stage wouldn't mean nothing. That platform, that podcast wouldn't be nothing without them. That is love to me. That is real love. Real love, yeah. I love yeah. that. And the way we've looked out for each other, cause even, you know, with Miriam, like the fact that she was such a a crucial piece of the of the pot of the tour and then anytime she has any opportunities like now she has an incredible school with like hundreds of students she brings me on you know to teach classes once a year and it's like so it's a it's an ecosystem now it's like with whatever way we can look out for each other it's gonna happen you know whether it's she hears of an opportunity she's like friend da 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 and then vice versa and I just love that I think that that's what feels really loving especially because with Taurus I'm big on safety stability like I I need to feel grounded and so my friendships when they feel that way like they're contributing to those needs 
I'm like set. Like that's really all I look for I <laughs> these it. days. Y'all like the Avengers. Yeah. Y'all like the Avengers of wellness. Like you know, like they yes, got Thor, literally. Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man. That's exactly and then, how it feels. And then uh, Mary is like Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a whole. <laughs> It's true. It's like we all play different roles, but we come together and just like help each other out, you know, and that's that's what I love the most. We're not in each other's lanes in any way, mm-hmm. but still look out, you know, and it's so cool. Like, I'm so thankful. I feel like I've been very blessed in the friend department and the ones that have lost or, you know, shifted. Like you said, it's like it's no different than winter. The leaves have to fall off. You know, so the new ones can come in the spring, and like that's just the way of the world. It's no different in nature than it is in our own lives. So yeah, it's just not. I just make space for it. It's just getting there. And speaking of space, so I don't know if we can say this, but you moving. I'm moving. (laughs) What's that about? I think you. I think it's fair game to talk about your exit from New York. So let me be honest. when I think of Portland, because I love Portland, I love mm-hmm. Oregon, Portland, all that. But when I think about <laughs> Portland, I think like the wild, wild <laughs> west, like you doing shrooms. I'm going to pop me <laughs> some acid. I'm going to go ahead and get me some weed. Let me get four edibles. Like, I yes. just think of literally every like drug, drugs. Every drug is legal in every Portland. Drug. Like everything's legal. Well, Oregon, yes. Every drug. Every, like crack is legal. Like anything is legal. Crack That's the kind of place. It's legal. <laughs> you literally cannot go to jail for crack in Oregon. You Like all- we were just joking. Like imagine me passing my neighbors and they're on the porch just casually cracking. And I'm just like, good morning, you know, with my dog. <laughs> A casual cracking. What is like, tell me about this move to freaking Oregon. Like this sounds more foreign than Brazil. <laughs> it is, and it is honestly. And there's an element of my brain that's like, girl, what are you doing? But <laughs> I think that I have a toxic relationship with New York. Oh. There's that, you know what it is? Mm-hmm. It feels like that boyfriend that you're like, that you secretly feel like, will I ever do better than him? <laughs> you know what I like? Like, is this the best I can do? Because there's, I have this thing with New York where I just feel it's the best place in the world. And and it's like, it is, but it's like, but there's more. And and so Oregon feels so foreign that I like it. Because it's like, this is strange for me. And there's elements of Oregon that I'm going to have to recreate myself. And I'm hoping to bring culture to Oregon like in a way it's like a gentrification in the reverse you know I like where I'm like because I think black people need to be in nature we need nature and we have been pushed off into like cities and corralled like cattle to live in certain zones and it's like what if we decide where we can go and so I want to move to Portland and open up like a black cafe, a black shop that is mm. that like because we mentioned black businesses on the friend zone every week. What if I had a brick and mortar where those black businesses are in and people in Portland, since they're all Black Lives Matter, literally every window you pass Black Lives Matter back. Like, okay, so put your money where your mouth is and put money into the pockets of these creatives. So I want to bring that feeling. I hope to get, you know, when I'm hiking and camping and kayaking. I hope it inspires people to consider Portland. Like, well, they're probably like, I never would have moved there. That's so random. 
let me go check it out. And then suddenly black people are moving to Portland. Like when Maya and I went to Iceland, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people were like why Epic. the hell are y'all in Iceland <laughs> and I remember when we were picking the country I said let's do Iceland I feel like that's so random and she was like you know what let's do it fuck it <laughs> and so we went and it ended up being epic because all these black girls that were like I would never have bought a ticket to Iceland mm-hmm. we're now at the Blue Lagoon living their best lives with their homegirls you know braids up in a bun with the yes. water like to me that's what I I want us to keep exploring and so like I think that that's going to be a fun project that's how I'm perceiving it I'm going also to rest like my nervous system needs some rest I want some trees and nature I don't yes. want to hear car alarms or sirens all the sounds that New York offers, I'm looking forward to just hearing birds and seeing trees and smelling <laughs> fresher air and eating farm fresh food because there's yes. so many farmers and the food is so good. So it's a lot of reasons, but I'm mainly excited to try to carve out a space for our people when I get there. That That's is, the goal, honestly. That is such, yo, that is so beautiful. That is such, I, I want everybody listening to really peep that, like, that is what honestly an abundance mindset sounds like. Cause mm-hmm. you literally saw this as you took what your calling is telling you to go to Portland and you don't, you, we get to a point where we stop arguing with that call. And if you say, Oh if, yeah. If your higher self say go to Oregon, you like, okay, can I, can <laughs> to I get Oregon a I go. Like, can I just get it? I'm, I, like, I don't argue with my higher self no more. When my higher self says go somewhere, I'm like, all right, just let me get like two weeks, fam. I'm going to go. Right. And- let me just get settled into this. And, and that's something like, I'm going. It sounds crazy. It feels crazy. It looks crazy. Mm-hmm. There are people that are like, why Portland? And I'm like, I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you. And right now it doesn't make sense, but I also know that I've built a career off of things not making sense. What is YouTube and podcasting and everything I've built? There was none of that. I was just following the nudges. Like Miriam says, follow the breadcrumbs. Cause she's like, spirit just leaves breadcrumbs and you follow them or you don't. And I've been following them and it literally has never led me wrong. Like the challenge is just to like blindly listen, you know, and and I've been doing it. And this is like, and and what's the worst that could happen? Like if it sucks, then I come back (laughs) or I go somewhere else. I lays right there. Like I'm not really, this is exciting, you know, to be 39 and still be like recreating myself and and taking off identities that no longer fit or that I'm bored with. And like, I'm trying to a new one, you know, and this is a new one. This is a new version that I'm excited to step into. That is, oh man, I love it so much. It's just, cause I, that's, and and that's what I, I want. I want people to hear your mindset behind this because so many people are just trapped by things and trapped by circumstance circumstances and trapped by identities because the circumstance mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. you making three four hundred thousand dollars living in a city that you don't vibe with working a job that is killing you on the low and you are so attached to them bills that and them, life and them yeah. Chanel bags and those whatevers and you're missing out on a whole other idea of abundance like abundance is literally looking at what earth is natural and 
you're just seeing like, oh, I'm going to be kayaking on Tuesday and bitches <laughs> is going to love it. Bitches going to be like, well, bitch, I want to kayak on Tuesday. You know, I, I, I love hike. that. Yeah, and, yeah and, because and there's so you, many people that forget they have permission. They have permission to be like, I want that life and I can have that life. Like someone said to me, you're so lucky. And I said, what do you think I'm lucky about? She was like, that you can do that. I said, well, why can't you do that? Yo, I, Fran, Fran we can I do that. I literally get mad. I literally get mad um, on, not mad, but I just kind of roll my eyes when people always be like, oh, must be nice. Because I had put this post up about surrender and this girl was like, it must be nice to surrender in Bali. And I'm like, do you know how much I had to lose? Wait, hold on. Do you know how much right. I had to let go to be here in Bali? Right. Talk right. about it's nice. We're not like these, like, you know, kids that have just been wealthy our whole lives and just blowing money traveling the world like we really have had to crack into ourselves in yes. so many ways to even be able to remember that we can live like this you know yes. like like I'm shedding a, a massive identity like you know I have my super cute uh, crib in New York City that I busted my butt to be able to live mm -hmm. in as a New York City kid you know from the projects I tell people I just got out of the project at the age of like 26. So it has, it's just a little over a decade that I've yeah. gone from that life to this life. And like, that's, um, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of inner work yeah. that I had to like push through, mm -hmm. you know, and, and identities and taking them off and trying them on. And like, like you said, a lot of us get stuck in this identity we've created. Cause yeah, I was like, I'm just like, you know, CEO lives in New York in like a sexy apartment that has an elevator entrance. Mm -hmm. And that sounds so good. And it looks so good when people come over like, girl, this is how you live in. I'm like, yes, you know, <laughs> Get <into> this. <laughs> and now I'm going to be in Oregon. And no one is excited about that. <laughs> I am. I'm going to be right that there. That doesn't look sexy. It don't sound sexy, you know, but I'm excited about it. Let me show you. Let me show you my, my Birkenstocks because I yes. went from Gators to Birkenstocks. Fran, when I tell you I'll be on my Birkenstock game this is so funny. out here, like a, a nigga like me ain't never wore a Birkenstock and it feels, ooh, the, the happiness, Free. the freeness. My toes be wiggling. I just be like, this is all I need. And I just love like it's it's like that cracking, like you said, the cracking and the releasing and the taking off the mask. It just shows so much abundance. And you want to know, you want to remember. This is how I know you're an abundant person too, is because um, I had just posted something about crypto. My homeboy made me. He was like, "Else, you gotta buy crypto." Because I had been in stock. Yes. And I posted something about crypto, and you was like. What's up? I've been on this face, <laughs> such and such. Like, let's go. Let's I get on this crypto. In, I slid in those DMs so quick. You I was slid like, in, so let's she talk slid about it. in my DMs so quick, y'all. And I was like, this is my type of chick. Like, you mm -hmm. see it. And I want to talk about crypto for a quick second. My homeboy, yeah. my homeboy said this to me today. And I was like, boom. It just, like, it blew my mind. And it was so simple. He was like, Elton, he was like, you know, we talk about all these like crazy meme coins and they call them shit coins a lot of times mm -hmm. coming up. He was like, Elton, he was like, the US dollar is the biggest shit coin. The US dollar wow. is going down as we speak. 
and everything else right. is going up. So you want to you want to shade Dogecoin, you want to shade Bitcoin. They're the only thing right. that are going up. He said that I was like, bitch. It's no different than what we've been saying, holding on to these identities. Like this shouldn't even what it is no more, you know? And, and crypto for me, when I first, I first heard about it in 2016, and I kept seeing people talking, yeah, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. I was like, what is Bitcoin? Like, I just was like, what is this thing? So I look it up, was completely fascinated by the story of how it was created and this, this Jesus-like figure that, <laughs> that no one knows. Like, it's just like, what is going on? How deeply people believed in it. It felt cultish. Yeah. So I was kind of like, mm, I don't know, you know, but I observed it. And then something told me, like, you should maybe invest. Like, what's the harm if this may be mm. the future? You've seen how technology is changing everything. There was a point where there was no such thing as credit cards and people yeah. were scared. What is this plastic card? <laughs> and then now it's just the norm, you know, so you have to just be willing to change with the times and something in that gut, that same nudge said mm -hmm. buy one just buy one you know at the time it was like 3k wow and i was like okay yeah and i was like and i remember talking to maya and i said do you think i'm crazy if i buy a bitcoin and she was like absolutely what the hell is a bitcoin and you bought like, bitcoin at three thousand dollars <laughs> i'm telling you i when i tell you those nudges because yeah. i bought ethereum and Bitcoin. Something told me stock up on Ethereum and Bitcoin. So I didn't have that much money to begin with, but something said, just do it. Cool. I do it. Those are the only two I messed with. And then a third coin called NEO that was like a, a coin from China. Mm -hmm. So those are the three I messed with. And I just like let them chill. They were coming up and dropping. It was scary. Very volatile. It went to 20,000 and it dropped to six and then went to three. And I was like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? But now it's at $58,000. And Ethereum is at 3,500 each coin. Yes, and yes. when I got in, it was 75 bucks. Y'all, let me tell <laughs> Let me tell you. And these are life-changing things. And, and we did an episode on the friend zone. I got one of the crypto kids that was like mm -hmm. schooling me, um, who I found on Twitter. I literally typed in crypto and then I picked whatever black person was talking yeah. about it. And I hit him and I said, let's be friends. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and I brought him on friend zone. He broke down everything about it. A lot of our listeners invested as well in the time. Cause at that time, I think it was at, at 6k. And now people have hit me like you changed my life with that information. Like my retirement money you know, it has, is nowhere near this Bitcoin yeah. growth. And they're seeing returns that they wouldn't have been able to get in a traditional uh, money world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was yeah. just like, man, this is crazy. Like crypto has been eye-opening to me. Eye-opening to me. It, it, it is such a, because I was so resistant to it. And because I had made a good amount of money in Same. stocks last year. Like I made like 150K in stocks. So mm. like, Hey, Come on. And my homeboy showed me how to do the crypto to the point where I start, I bought my first like coins in March of this year. So I bought like Ethereum, mm -hmm. I bought uh, uh, Cardano and a couple other ones. And all the good ones. Since then I made $25,000 in like 
a couple of weeks in a couple of like not even two months and i'm like okay this shit is a game is crazy yes and it's a a risk you know like i tell people definitely don't put in money that you aren't willing to lose you know because it's it is a risk. It's a very volatile system. Lose. This shit is going up. This shit is going to. I me. mean, I personally, you know, you have to like tell people like just understand what you're doing. Disclaimers, exactly. But I really feel that Black people need to be in crypto because this is it's like a redistribution of wealth, and it's finally the regular person's time to make money that they probably would not have seen in their lifetime. And I try to explain this to people, but I also know it sounds very cultish. So I never want to be pushy, but it's also like, y'all just get in, even if it's 20 bucks, even if you just put a hundred dollars in, just get in, just get in, just learn how to transfer the cryptos from different exchanges. Just learn the tech behind it. It's just something that I feel this is a, a huge opportunity. And this, the fact that Bitcoin was born from the 2008 recession you know, where that the mm-hmm. people were just tired of their money being controlled by the government and they wanted to decentralize it. Yes. Like, this is a really powerful story it's to me. And I think that we, it's for the people. And I think it's like, we need to latch on. Like, let's, that's why I've been trying to like, the gospel of Bitcoin. I'm just like, <laughs> yes. listen to it, folks, you know, because it's changing shit. Like, it changed my trajectory. My account and last as we were talking about crypto, and he was talking to me like about my retirement plans and stuff. And I was like, oh, my crypto is my retirement plan. Like, I'm not tripping. He was like, oh, Lord. Like, you know, that made him feel like, no, please do not say that. But I'm like, it's true. <laughs> it's it's literally facts. I'm seeing like, more money. It's, it's, it's true. It's, this is my retirement plan. I, I love that. I just love, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is what, this is wellness too. This is financial wellness. For sure. Yeah. Talking about wellness. And I really, when you said that this is literally, this is the shift, like my, my friend, um, he related it to, he said, if this is like the internet, this is when the CDs are being mailed to your house. You remember when they used to ship the AOL? Right. Yeah. So it's not like, cause people are like, Oh no, such, such went up all this much it's still literally not too late. Like it's still just getting, I try to tell people, it's just getting started. And you don't need to buy a whole coin because a lot of people are like, I can't afford it. No one's telling you to buy a $58,000 coin. Nobody. Like no one is telling you to do that. But if you can buy a portion of it and just let it sit, you know, and and like this, there's so many day-to-day people I'm seeing on Twitter that are becoming millionaires off of this stuff. That's us too. That's yeah, us. right. Like I'm, a, we're on the way. It's a hot crypto Cause summer. Because <laughs> we're taking the leap. It's like, you know, it, it's always a risk because it's a new concept. But like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm with yeah. the future. I'm with the shits. I'm like, I'm in. I'm gonna take the risk, and I'm seeing the return on on that risk. You know, and I'm here for it. It's been awesome. I'd be on my Coinbase account more than I'm on my Robinhood account. Oh. <laughs> Right, I don't even be looking at uh at uh, Instagram no more. I'd be like, what this, what's this cracking talking about? What's this Binance? Let me see. What, that be my, that you, know. you talk about a double tap. I'm a double tap this motherfucking coins. That's what I'm double tapping. Okay. You know, I, my I, priorities I, have shifted. Yes, big time. No, oh man, this is just my favorite conversation ever. 
we're wrapping it up. Oh, I try to keep these so good. episodes like an hour. I mean, okay, I guess mm-hmm. since we got <laughs> since we got lives and we gotta go. Um, right. But so this is just so good. I want I want people to get this message. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to chop this up and say it with mm-hmm. the world. But so we're just gonna end it on like a little chill note. And so since we're mm-hmm. talking about friends, I got a random question. I saw it on another guy's interview channel. I was like, I want to ask Fran this. So mm-hmm. speaking of friends, if you could have three friends, dead or alive, famous people that you could be friends with at dinner and mm. have a dinner, had a good friend dinner, and it's just like y'all, them is your people. Who are the three people, dead or alive, that you would choose? Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so the first one for sure is gonna be I love Osho. Oh, what you like, know about Osho? <laughs> what you friend? This, now he's we're a friends. very troubled. He's <laughs> we're friends. He's very, you know, he's viewed as like a rebel mystic, and there's something about the duality. Like when I was watching the Wild Wild West documentary, yes. and people were like, How could he know all this? about the world and spirit but then we still want like bentley's and rose royces i have like iced out and you know he just still wanted you know the best of the world had to offer and i felt very like it resonated yes. <laughs> like i think i like that he kind of broke through what people think a spiritual person needs to look like and be like and what they need to do and he was always very like i'm gonna crack all those things you know and they're elements of him that were problematic but I love that too because it's like it was just a very relatable authentic he wasn't trying to paint something he wasn't he was just like I'm a flex on you because I can (laughs) and I think that's so cool and I loved him in all his in all he was all all versions of him and so I think he's someone that I just would love to pick his brain Mm. um (laughs) I don't know. Osho, who else? I'm like, who are my other two people that I love? Um, hmm. Osho is a good, that's a... That's sad. That's, yeah, yeah, I feel like he's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say two more. You give me some, a little a chick you fuck with. I'll give know. you, you know what? I've always had a love for Frida Kahlo too. And it's weird it. picking her because she's become such a like pop culture figure. Yeah. You know, you see her on pillows and like tapestries <laughs> for people's walls and all. She's a costume. Like, she's, she's a costume totally, for Halloween. Yeah, she's a costume. <laughs> so I think it's real easy for people to just take her as a, a, a pop culture icon. But when I read about her life and, and watched her movie and just different books I've read, I resonate so strongly with a lot of her, her fears and just her lens on life. There was something really sad about her. She mm. went through so much in her life and just kind of felt like she never really got a break. And even though this success came and the world was seeing her for her work and her art, she realized that that like wasn't it. You know, like the real love and validation that she needed was like needed to come from within. And she just was she realized that later, you know, and it just Mm -hmm. was like, oh, (laughs) we choose we fight so hard to get to be famous and all these things. And like, that's really not it, you know, And, and there's that quote that Jim Carrey says where he's like, I wish everyone could be famous so that they could realize that this shit ain't it. 
<laughs> if not, everyone it, could yes. be famous for one day and just <laughs> I, I, the, the reckoning that she had to come to terms with on so many levels with romance and love and self-esteem and art and just your your experience in the world something about that resonated so much with me so she's uh, another one that I would pick I love for sure. that so who's number three? So those Boosie? are my two, yeah. Little Boosie, number three. Right, I'm like, let me throw in someone <laughs> random. <laughs> well, those two, I think those two are more than enough. I love that. I think that's a good, a right? Good Imagine a combo <laughs> into your psyche. I love that. Mm. I love that. This is yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is like the most full episode I've ever had. Like, I feel full. I feel like I just uh -huh. ate. A buffet. I feel like I went to Golden Corral and just had a buffet. I don't. I feel like so filled, and I hope that everybody listening to this feels the same way because this is like, I love this vibe. Like I kind of wanted to go so in good. conversation, not really studying you. You know what I'm saying? Like I try to do my research, right. but I don't. I want to get. I want to know you through this conversation. Right. I didn't want to be like, yeah. oh, Tuesday you went and had a turkey sandwich. How was that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, and right, I feel right. like I know you. The job was done. Yeah, I'm so happy there. that we got to connect. Like I've, I, you know, I was so drawn to you, and and as as soon as like I met you, and then was on your page, and I was like, you know, this is so nice. And when you hit me about coming on the show, I'm like, yeah, it's like let's be friends. I'm so here for it. I love your energy. I love your life and everything you represent. So I'm glad to have been able to share space with you. Today. thank you so much thank you so much thank you for your light thank you for the love and thank you i will see you so when are you moving to portland so my official move is in august oh perfect so i have a, a new york summer yes. yeah i have a new york summer and then as soon as it ends i'm out <laughs> i'll be in new york so i will be in new york specifically brooklyn in july so I will look see at God. You there. You there. All right. Thank you so <laughs> much, friend. Thank you. And this was an uh, honor. you guys already know where you can find her everywhere. Hey, friend. Right. Hey, hey friend. Hey, on everything. Yes. Put that on everything. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you guys thank so much you. for listening.